Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Discern Daily, a show on the Majesty's Men for seeking truth. My name is Pate. I'm the host of Discern Daily. Um, if we're not connected yet on social media, I would love to connect with you there. Uh, so go and make some time to follow Discern Daily on Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube channel. We're always posting content there all the time. Um, in fact, one of the things I love about the show is we get to interact with a lot of people. Hopefully in every episode, we're having a discussion. And if there's ever an article or a video or a book that you would like to see us talk about here on Discern Daily, if you think it's interesting um, and you would love to just talk with us about it, then you can tag us on social media and maybe we can talk about it there. But if you missed the last episode that we did, episode 20, we actually we actually talked about our culture and Christ, and we talked about how today we lived in kind of this postmodern, this post-truth era. And um, even though we reject postmodernism and things like that, it still does actually influence our thinking and our communication. So if that's something that piques your interest, I would love to see you over there. So check out episode 20. If you got some time Um, on this episode, episode 21, we're going to be talking about something that I believe is very valuable and helpful for every Christ follower. So I've titled the episode, Humbly Examine Your Calling, right? This idea, this topic of um, what is a calling, I think is so important that we all have um, a biblical understanding of how God calls people according to His will. So, you know, if you're a committed Christ follower, you've probably already given some thought as to whether or not God has called you to do something, if He has a special, you know, plan for your life, if He's calling you, if He's equipping you, or wanting you to go somewhere to do a thing. Um, It's really important that we have an understanding of how God calls people today. So, There's so many questions that come to my mind when I think about a calling, like, is it seasonal? Is it forever? Um, How do I know it's God telling me that? And I believe that this is one of those topics that's very beneficial for us to kind of test and examine and work through together and have a discussion. In fact, I came across an article um, on the International Mission Board's website, uh, imb.org, And the article is titled, Let's Rethink Our Language of Calling. It was um, composed by Greg Hanley on March 29th, 2018. Uh, And I believe that this article is a very helpful um, conversation starter, Um, a good place to start if you're someone who's interested in in understanding how God calls and, and also understand some ways that people kind of mistake God's calling upon their life, maybe. One of the things that you'll see in the article, which I encourage you to either pause in this episode or read the article afterwards, one of the things that you'll notice is that Paul or Greg mentions the Apostle Paul and uses him as a good example as to kind of how God does and does not call somebody. Um, I believe that before we get into reading some of the quotes from the article, I wanted to kind of direct our attention to Galatians 1 and take a look there, because uh, in the pericope of the ESV version, it actually is titled, Paul Called by God. 
um, in one of the sections of Galatians 1. So we, we I want to read for you kind of this passage where um, Paul explains to the church in Galatia how God called him to apostleship and, and called him to preach the gospel and called him into ministry. Um, this isn't the only place that you can read about the Apostle Paul, obviously, but if you're someone who's new and fresh and maybe doesn't have a good understanding of who the Apostle Paul is, this I think this passage is a great place for us to start. So in Galatians 1, starting at verse 11, it writes, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it, and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he, who had set me apart before I was born, and who called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his Son to me, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him fifteen days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. In what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God because of me. So that's a great passage, and there's a few things that I think are noteworthy about the Apostle Paul's calling, is that it was initiated not by a man, right? So there wasn't a guy or a group of people that said, hey, Paul, like, dude, you're called to be an apostle. Um, it was initiated by God himself. Um, so I think that that's noteworthy that we can read from Galatians 1. But, you know, there's some things in there that I think people sometimes misunderstand. Um, it's interesting that, you know, in verse 16, that Paul was clear that he did not immediately consult with anyone about this calling to be an apostle in the church of Jesus Christ. But like three years later, he went to go visit Cephas or Peter. Um, and so you can't make the argument that Paul never consulted with someone because he did. He, it just, he didn't immediately consult with anyone. Um, I just think that that's noteworthy to mention about the apostle Paul and his testimony. But we know that the common theme in the New Testament is not a bunch of individuals having a special calling from God to do a special thing for God. Um, the, the major theme in the New Testament is the apostles and the, and the body of Christ working together as a unified body, bearing fruit together and joining in the mission of God together. Um, that's the common theme. The common theme is not, hey, all of you are individuals and all of you have a special calling. 
that only you can figure out. It's all up to you to do a special thing for God to make your life super great and uber wonderful. Like, that's not it at all. In fact, Titus 1.5 is one example where Paul talks to Titus and talks to him about, and you know, how he appointed Titus to set things in order and to establish or appoint elders in every city that he wanted to plant a work of God. Um, that's the common theme that we see. And, and, um, furthermore, I also want to say that I don't think that God uses only one specific formula to accomplish his purposes. I realize that God is God and he can do whatever he wants with whomever he wants to, you know, accomplish his purposes. I mean, God's the one who writes his will and he hasn't, he hasn't given us a specific formula. It's kind of a tongue twister there. But what we do see is that a common theme throughout scripture is that when someone, for instance, wants to be a pastor or a preacher, there are guidelines that we have in scripture. And there's also common themes that we can see through some of the verses that we've mentioned so far. But again, I want to point you to um, Greg Hanley's article titled, Let's Rethink Our Language of Calling because I believe that there's some really good and helpful and encouraging things that are mentioned here. In fact, I want to read some of the quotes for you um, so that we can get into some maybe some commentary, and then I want to pose some questions so that I can definitely get your feedback and start to hear about your guys' calling and some of the studies that maybe you've gone through as well. So beginning, I want to read some quotes, like I said, from Greg. So I'll start by saying one of these here, which writes, quote, Paul refers to a unique sense of call as an apostle of the Lord Jesus, and he references Romans 1.1, 1, 1, 1 Corinthians 1.1. 1, 1. The error in application I'm referring to happens when we make his experience the necessary requirement for anyone serving as a pastor or missionary. Paul's language points in the other direction. He refrains from applying his calling vocabulary to other co-laborers in the New Testament, referencing Colossians 1.1, 1, 1, 1 Corinthians 1.1, 1, 1, 2 Corinthians 1.1, 1, 1, end quote. So there's this idea, I think, among many, which Greg mentions in his article, that many look at the Apostle Paul and think that they need to have an equal type of special individual calling that the great Apostle Paul had. Um, and I, I think that it's helpful where Greg writes, Hey, Paul had the, his calling and it's not really the standard for everyone's calling. And I think that that's beneficial for anyone who would maybe be seeking out their calling. Um, in fact, I, I do believe that many do have that understanding where they need to have a special calling or a special encounter with God, like the apostle Paul had on the road to Damascus. Um, furthermore, Greg does a good job of, um, providing three potential dangers with making a calling experience like Paul's the necessary requirement to like serve in missions. Um, and so I want to, I want to have you go read those, but I don't want to park on those three potential dangers. What I want to focus on are the four ways to think about calling that can help us pave a more helpful way forward. And I love that that's kind of the meat and taters of Greg's um, 
article here. And so I want to talk, I want to mention or highlight those four things for you and park on one of them for the rest of the episode. So for the four ways to think about calling that can help us pave a more helpful way forward, Greg writes four things, which are, number one, commanded before called, where under that heading he writes, quote, obedience to him doesn't wait for some additional revelation of his will. It gets to work. All Christians have been drafted. We either go or we send, end quote. The second thing he talks about is objective before subjective, and under that heading, Greg writes, quote, in Romans 1, 15 through 17, Paul outlined what generated his eagerness to preach the gospel in Rome. What compelled him wasn't the memory of his Damascus Road experience. His eagerness stemmed from the power of the gospel to save sinners, end quote. The third thing that he writes is desire before destiny, and underneath that heading, Greg writes, quote, desire opens up a discussion, and calling pulls the divine trump card, functionally closing the conversation. For the quality of our labor, we need to open ourselves to others' feedback before we are sent out, end quote. And the fourth way to think about calling, he writes, corporately affirmed before privately called. Underneath that heading, to give you an example of what that one is, he writes, quote, the good desire to serve as an elder must be coupled with an, with an identifiable blamelessness in the differing spheres of life in order for one to serve. These qualifications must be met by the individual and affirmed by the congregation, end quote. So there is the meat and taters of the, the article, and I want to look at number one because, well, maybe it's just me, but I really like that first one a whole lot, which he talks about commanded before called, um, because, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that you've seen this. In fact, I know that you've seen this, that, you know, everyone today believes that they are like an individual world changer, Right. Um, that's kind of the message, the empowering message that will sell, that you can, you know, speak at conferences with, you can write a book on that, that you are all just individual world changers, all of you handsome and pretty beautiful people. Um, but, you know, there's this general calling, and then there's like the individual personal calling, and I think that it is helpful to distinguish both of those. And I think the error that I see and that I have been guilty of is disregarding the general Christian call to follow Christ, like according to the Word of God, um, and embracing this idea of like, we all have this special and unique and individual calling from God that's specifically for us. Um, and I believe that what Greg is trying to say in this article is, like, we have the general calling as believers to be Christ followers. Uh, we have to get in the game. We have to either go or we have to send. We got to disciple and be discipled, and we cannot forsake that. So, you know, I, I absolutely love that because I believe that's wise. Like, this is great advice. If you're someone who's interested in understanding what is God's call for my life, Read the Bible and do what it says. That's God's calling upon your life. That's God's 
will for us is that we would conform to the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and glorify God with our life. Like, that's the general call. That's like the best advice you can have or you that you can get in understanding what is God's calling for my life. Um, but again, the, the big idea that I think that is helpful for us uh, to kind of work through is we need to humbly wrestle. We need to humbly examine ourselves. You know, I believe there is one characteristic today that is lacking big time, and it's humility. Um, I'm not saying that about others. I'm saying that with myself included. That, and this is often something I preach to myself, uh, is that you're not that great. <laughs> like, you're a sinner. But Jesus is God, and Jesus is sinless, and He perfectly loves wretched sinners who are not easy to love. Um, but I just, I don't know, like, there's so many people today that have this, especially younger believers, and this was totally me, that like, I feel called, so I'm going to seek, like, who's going to empower me to live up to this calling that I think I've been called to? Like, I think that God's wanting me to do this thing, so who out there is going to go, who is going to empower me to live up to this calling that I'm, that I'm feeling? Only, the reality is, the only true way to feel empowered is to rest in Jesus Christ. Um, like, receiving the Word of God actually might make you feel disappointed at first, if you're hearing the Word of God, it might be hard to take in first because the gospel, the Word of God, doesn't teach you how to empower yourself. It's all about Jesus and how He is the sinless one, how He is perfect, and how we have the opportunity, the grace to be in Christ. Um, but I think so many people hit a brick wall when they visit a church or try to follow Christ, and they they hit this wall because they have this misconception that they're going to feel empowered in and of themselves. But the one of the goals of the local church is not existing to make us feel good about ourselves, but to feel great about Christ, because He is the Savior of the world. But you know, those, that's just some of my rambling, some of my ranting, some of my personal thoughts that some of the things that I've been guilty of and struggled with before and still often wrestle with that. Um, but I believe that there's a, a specific verse that really hits the nail on the head from the Apostle Paul um, about a, a word that we all need to hear, that we all need to take part in. So Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, he says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? Man, that's, that's kind of the anthem of my heart and my mind today that, that I think is very useful and beneficial for us to hear. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear... Um, if you've spent some, some time in prayer, if you've been studying the word in regards to your calling, in regards to your walk with Christ, um, 
How do you properly inspect or examine your calling, yourself? Has God placed a calling upon your life? I would love to hear kind of what God has been speaking to you. Um, so again, connect with us on social media. Please leave a comment somewhere on social media or on the full page of Discern Daily. I would love to hear from you guys and uh, see you jump in the discussion. Let's seek the truth and we'll see you soon.